0: Scary Mysteries, Twisted 2's Alexander Salonik and Beth Thomas Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted 2's dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we check out one of the deadliest hitmen who ever lived and the tragic and shocking story of a girl dubbed the Child of Rage. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted 2's. Number 1 Alexander Solonik Nicknamed the Superkiller, Alexander Solonik was a notorious Russian contract killer who hunted in Moscow during much of the 1990s. Born in Kurgan, Russia in 1960, he grew up loving sports. He excelled in target shooting, and it's believed he joined the Soviet military at one point and served in a unit assigned in East Germany. This involvement with the military remains unconfirmed, though, so nobody knows whether he honed his killing skills while serving or elsewhere. Regardless, his life changed in 1987 when he was dismissed from the police academy he attended after serving only six months. His superiors saw his exceptional cruelty to prisoners and decided to get rid of him. Months later, he was arrested for rape while working as a gravedigger. While in court, Salonik made a daring escape by jumping from a courtroom window and then he made his way to Siberia. There he tried to keep a low profile and altered his appearance by adding tattoos and having a mole removed, but still he was arrested one day while in a cosmetic salon. He was sent to prison but only stayed there for two years since he escaped once again in April of 1990. This time he crawled through an air vent where a small 5 foot 5 inch frame allowed him to fit perfectly. After he got out, it was then he began his new career as a contract killer. His first client was the Russian mob, who had him killing rival gang members in Siberia. One by one, he started taking people out, usually with a high-powered rifle, from a distance. Stories of his skills began to spread, with some even dubbing him as Alexander the Great. Although police tried tailing him, Solonik often quickly escaped and disappeared. By 1992, his name grew in popularity with organized crime when he attacked and killed two untouchable crime lords, Viktor Nikivarov and Valery Dugash, just six months apart. His killing of Dugash was notable since he killed him in a Moscow nightclub in front of many witnesses while the crime boss was surrounded by bodyguards. Returning to Siberia in 1994, Salonik tried collecting money owed to him by crime lords there. However, this boss refused to pay up, and soon him and his underlings were found dead. Salonic was again arrested later that year, along with a companion. His companion was armed, but police failed to check the code for firearms, and soon shots were fired. Despite being hit in the kidney, Salonic made a run for it. He got away for a bit, but eventually the cops arrested him. This time, Salonic was sent to a highly secured facility, but of course, he managed to escape yet again the following year in 1995. He was helped by a Russian mob boss who gave him a rope, climbing gear and guns so he could climb onto the prison roof and into an waiting BMW. Time in prison, however, likely made him reflect, and Salonik then left Russia after supposed 43 hits in total. He took what remained of his fortune from his jobs and headed for Greece in 1997, but his decision to leave left some crime bosses very unhappy. A former boss hired Salonik's longtime friend Sasha Soldat, also a contract killer, to hunt him down. Sasha found him in Athens, Greece, living in a luxury villa that rented for $90,000 a year. He was there with his girlfriend Svetlana Kotava, who was a former Miss Russia winner. Salonik welcomed his friend with open arms, but when he turned his back, Soldat took a cord, wrapped it around Solonic’s neck and strangled him to death. His men also killed Svetlana for good measure. It took two months for police to finally find the two bodies, but Solanek's exploits had left him with a lasting legacy. In fact, there are still those who believe he may have faked his own death and that he continues to live on in secret. Number 2. Beth Thomas To those who lived in the 1980s, the story of Beth Thomas is both shocking and sad. Dubbed as the child psychopath, Beth was once featured in an eye-opening documentary titled Child of Rage. Her large, innocent blue eyes concealed all the anger and trauma she suffered. What was shocking to the viewers and those involved was that, at 6 years old, Beth admitted to wanting to kill her adoptive parents and her brother. She also admitted to sexually abusing her brother killing a family of baby birds and torturing the family pets. Beth was only one year old when her mother died, leaving her and her seven-month-year-old brother, John, under the care of their biological father. However, instead of caring for his children, he abused the two instead. He began sexually abusing Beth while neglecting his son. John would be left to lie in the crib for much of the day, and this resulted in a malformed skull, with the front part bulging and the back completely flat. For Beth, however, it was far worse. Her father would routinely rape her, despite being just a baby. After six months of living like this, doctors discovered what was happening and the social services took full custody of the children. Several months later, Jill and Rob Tyler, a Christian couple who couldn't have children of their own, took home Beth and her younger brother. But soon, their nightmare began. They started to notice Beth's strange behavior. She began acting out, often maximizing any opportunity to hurt her brother and her parents. At one point, she slammed her brother's head into the concrete and forcibly pushed him down the basement stairs. She also had highly sexual behavior towards her brother and other boys as well. Her adoptive parents said she would masturbate daily and openly, sometimes to the point of making herself bleed. She also threatened to kill her parents by stabbing them at night She took several paring knives and kept them hidden around the house if she ever decided to go through with it. As a result, her adoptive parents had to lock her inside her bedroom at night to prevent her from going out and stabbing them or hurting her brother. With Beth's extremely volatile behavior, her adoptive parents decided to seek help for her. They brought in Dr. Ken McGee, a psychologist who specialized in children who were sexually abused. It was here he uncovered the extent of abuse Beth went through under her biological father. Dr. McGee asked Beth about a reoccurring nightmare where she would see a man head up the stairs, get on top of her, and hurt her. Later on, he also uncovered from the young child many of the things she had done to her brother. This included pinching, pulling, and kicking his genitals. Because of the amount of neglect and abuse she went through, Beth developed an uncontrollable rage doctors called Rad a reactive attachment disorder. After the therapy, Dr. McGee recommended that for her safety, as well as her family's, that Beth be temporarily separated from them and placed in a special home ran by therapist Connell Watkins in April of 1989. The home focused on providing care for children affected by early attachment disorders. Watkins' home gave Beth extreme restrictions, making sure she asked permission for everything. In the beginning, she was also locked in her room at night until she eventually began opening up. She showed improvement and stopped self-harming, developed empathy, and became remorseful for how she treated her brother. She was later on able to share a room with Watkins' biological daughter without any problems. It took time, but eventually Beth overcame her severe rage as a result of neglect and trauma. She led a better life, graduating from the University of Colorado with a nursing degree. She has since gone on to establish a clinic with her second adoptive mother, Nancy Thomas. Thomas opened the clinic for children with severe behavior disturbances, just like Beth had once, in hopes of helping them heal. Beth currently helps run the clinic. She has also written a book, More Than a Thread of Hope, and runs a business called Family by Design. So there were two of the most violent and scary stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe and check out some of our other videos we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.